back from a whirlwind trip around the Midwest. I'm Adam Wright, and you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network on this beautiful Monday morning, July 10th. It is just absolutely gorgeous out this morning. I hope that the weather will be like this all day, but I don't know. We're going to find out in a little bit here. But let's begin our morning first in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is so great to be with you today on this Monday morning. We have a lot we're going to get to in the show today. We're going to be talking about angelic help. Uh, you know, we talk about that a bit. Are you, are you talking with your guardian angel? Are you asking for that help? Uh, we're going to hear a homily on trusting God in the midst of trials. We are going to hear the first of several segments we're going to air this week uh, from uh, a talk given by Father Carlos Martins, and then uh, we are going to go on the road to the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois to talk with Andrew Hansen about a documentary on miraculous things uh, that just released over the weekend. So that's all in store for us today on Roadmap to Heaven before we can get to any of that, though, let's go to Mike Roberts and find out what's in store with our weather and hear about our saint of the day. Today is the feast day of blessed Emmanuel Ruiz and companions who were martyrs. Born in Spain in 1804, Emmanuel Ruiz was a Franciscan and a superior in Damascus, where he served with several other friars and Maronite laymen. During a dispute between the Maronite minority and the Muslim majority, the Maronites fell victim to a widespread attack that took the lives of thousands of Maronites in communities in and around Damascus. By some estimates, 3,000 men were murdered in just three days. With Father Emmanuel Ruiz was Father Carmen Volta, procurator, Father Engelbert Collant, assistant procurator, and there to study Arabic, Father Nicanor Miano, Father Mary Alberca, Father Peter Solor, along with layman Francis Pizzano and John J. Fernandez. All were violently attacked and murdered on this day in 1860, and Father Ruiz died defending the Holy Eucharist. Blessed Emmanuel Ruiz and companions, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed Friday. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the apostles by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us in this same spirit to be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. We 
are happy to be in the Diocese of Springfield. We're talking with Andrew Hansen about a documentary that just dropped called God is Alive. And we'll let you know where you can view that in just a moment here. But here's the question. Do miracles happen around you? Well, I don't know because I don't investigate miracles. I'm not the miracle hunter. That's a different show on Catholic Radio. But I am willing to say that the miraculous is happening every day, uh, whether we see it or not. It is happening. God is working. And Andrew, uh, number one, thanks for being with us. But number two, that's what this film you've put together, God is Alive, is all about, the miraculous happening around us every day. Yeah, it's it's five incredible stories of faith and miraculous events in central Illinois. And I think you hit it right on the head, Adam, because I think we sometimes as Catholics, or even I'll just say just Christians in general, no matter where you are on the faith line, whether you're full of faith or you're clinging to faith, miracles are still happening. But I think sometimes we think, oh, they happened in Europe and this was thousands of years ago. But no, they are happening, and as this documentary shows, they're happening in central Illinois. So I came up with this concept, and it was one of those Holy Spirit moments, because it literally just popped in my head. I'm like, what if we did a documentary about some of these cool stories? Because in my job, working as the communications director for the Diocese of Springfield, I always hear all these stories. That's what we do. That's what you do. We tell stories. That's what Jesus did. You know, Jesus evangelized by telling stories. That's the best way to do it. And there's so many jaw-dropping stories out there that we said we need to do this in a very engaging way. So we just put out the documentary, God is Alive, on uh, July 8th. We had our premiere, and so it's out there right now. And so, yeah, I'd love to tell you more about it. But yeah, it's it's a really fascinating look at some incredible stories of faith and miracles in our own neck of the woods. Well, I, w- I want to start with this question, because miracle is, you know, there, it's a word that we throw around quite a lot. Oh, a miracle happened. It's a miracle. I found my car keys. It's a miracle, <laughs> you know? And uh, maybe not. Maybe finding the car keys is not a miracle. I, I, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not the investigator. Now, we know that when we have men and women who are canonized saints, when they're beatified and when they're canonized, there are actually Vatican-authenticated miracles that we can say with confidence, this was a miracle, the Church believes this was a miracle. When we talk about these things happening around us, I I suppose we, we say that there are miraculous things happening, that they very well could be miracles. Uh, we just don't know for sure. Yeah, and that's a, that's a key distinction, because in our documentary, one of our stories is a miracle, a Church-approved miracle. Two other stories we have, we call them miraculous, because to your point, they're not approved by the Vatican, but for us lay people, they are what we would say a miracle. And they're not miracles like, oh, I found my car keys. They were God moments that were just like, you're like, wait, what? Wait, what happened? Are you kidding me? And your jaw drops, because... You know, and we would call them miracles. Not to your point, okay, they're not literal miracles in the eyes yeah. of the church, but they are definitely miraculous and they'll make your jaw drop. And those are the stories we're seeking because, again, I think so many people sometimes may think, God, are you up there? Are you here listening to my prayers? Where are you? And God answers prayers in some incredible ways. Now, sometimes God says no to our prayers, sometimes God says not yet, and sometimes He answers them pretty quickly, and these stories definitely prove that God is alive. All right, now, I don't want to spoil the whole movie, because we want people to go to dio.org slash documentary to watch the uh, the stories, but give us give us one. Tell us one thing, now, and let's, let's not go with the Vatican approval one. Let's go with one of the mirac- miraculous stories that okay. is just going to have our jaws dropped. Well, I, yeah, I'm not going to reveal what happened, but uh, one of our priests about a year before he was about to be ordained, had serious doubts about becoming a priest. And his prayer was, God, how can I be loved 
as a priest as much as a father and a family, because he had a desire to really do both, be a priest and be a father and a family. And he wrestled with this question over and over again. And the summer of his internship, he was in Effingham, and uh, he was again wrestling with this question. It was one of the last days, and they were going on a field trip to a place in Decatur. And this little first grader, as he gets on this bus, says, hey, Father, sit next to me. So of course, okay, I'll sit, sit next to this first grader. And as he's riding on the bus, he's saying this prayer in his head, God, how can I be loved as a priest? How can I be, you know, how can I do this? I just don't know. And he finally said in his head very forcefully, basically, God, how can I be loved as a priest? And then in that moment, something miraculous happened involving the first grader that I'm not going to reveal. Oh, you got to go to diode.org slash documentary to find out about that. It happened. And when I first heard the story, it was, it was one of those I'd never heard before. Because when it comes to miracles that the Church approves, let's be honest, I think pretty much all of them always have to do with a physical healing. This was a prayer answered in a way that I'd never heard before. I'd never heard something like this happening, and my jaw dropped when I heard it. So, of course, that's one of the stories. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, there's a very impactful, and I think no matter, again, no matter where you are, even if you're full of faith, this would just be a reminder of, yes, God is alive, turn to Him in prayer, and even if you're struggling with faith or you've almost lost hope in faith, these will provide that hope. Now, now that's an important point you just brought up there. Recently, I was at an event where they had a raffle, and it was, you know, it was a charity fundraiser, so the raffle tickets are quite expensive, and you don't feel too bad about it because you know the money's going to a good cause, but I'm saying to myself, do I really want to buy one of these? I mean, I never win a raffle. What's the point of buying these tickets? And I think sometimes in prayer we feel the same way. Like, you know, yes, I know God loves me. Yes, I know God is there. Yes, I believe in the sacraments. I believe in all of this. But, I, you know, I don't want to bother him asking for something miraculous because, I mean, there's so few and far between. Is he really going to grant me this? And... You know, it, it's one of those things. I think that every saint would probably be like, "Yes, ask him." Yes. You know, ask him to do something miraculous. He's God. Well, it's funny you say that because one of our other stories we highlight in God is Alive is exactly that, um, where, where the person had an ailment and and he thought it didn't rise to the. Uh, in his like basically in his own words, it's like God. I don't know if he necessarily care about this because this isn't like a huge deal. But again, I'm not going to reveal what happened. Something happened, and uh, you know, God answered his prayers in a very miraculous way. And so, yeah, dial.org/documentary. Um, we had a, myself and Father Trummer, Father Michael Trummer from uh, a parish in Edwardsville, Illinois. He and I basically, we our little shtick was where we went around Central Illinois, driving in a car, finding these stories. So as, as we go on our journey, he and I are in the car talking about you know different faith-related things, and then, and then after the story, he and I react, and he you know gives us kind of the spiritual takeaway for us as we as we go through each of these five stories. The documentary is about an hour and five minutes, so we kind of get through it pretty quickly. Um, but we've gotten tons of positive feedback, which has been great, um, and it's really moving people's you know hearts and souls, and ultimately you know turning to God because again we're, we're out we're out to prove that God is alive and I think we succeeded. <laughs> All right. Well, again, as Andrew said, for our radio listeners, dio.org, that's D-I-O as in diocese, dio.org slash documentary for our YouTube viewers, podcast listeners. We'll, we'll drop that link in the description so you can just have access to it and click it right there. In the meantime, Andrew, I want to thank you for being with us and for opening up your studio You're to welcome. us since we're up here in Springfield on the road. Uh, we're going to take a break here on the radio show, but don't go anywhere. A prayer for daily neglects. 
Eternal Father, I offer thee the sacred heart of Jesus with all its love, all its sufferings, and all its merits. First, to expiate all the sins I have committed this day and during all my life. Second, to purify the good I have done poorly this day and during all my life. Third, to supply for the good I ought to have done and that I have neglected this day and all my life. Amen. One of the signs that we're in for a good week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement is when Patty brings in a lot of things to set up for the week. And friends, this is one of those weeks, so get ready with me as we begin a new week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement with Patty Schneier. Patty, what do you have for us today? Well, this is really a fun topic for me. We're, we're going to talk about litanies. Litanies. And I have to be honest, I had to do a lot of research, and then I was talking about litanies with a dear friend of mine, and oh my gosh, I just got very, very excited about it, because I did not grow up with litanies. I did not know what a litany was. If I maybe heard one, I probably would have thought it was boring and long and just repetitious. But then what happened in my own life is I started going to ordinations. And at ordination, you will hear the litany of the saints at every ordination. And that was the first litany that really moved me. It's so powerful to be calling on the intercession of so many saints on behalf of the newly ordained priests, you know, as they have their nose to the marble in an act of total surrender. So of course, then when my own son was ordained a priest, I was just moved to tears at that part of the ordination ceremony. And I just love litanies now. I really, really do. So here's what I found out about litanies. First, First, today we're going to do a little bit of background. What I did not know, and maybe you don't either, is that in the Catholic Church, there are only six litanies that are approved for public recitation. This means in the form of public worship during a mass or during a procession or during an ordination. Here are the six litanies that can be said in public worship. The Litany of the Saints, that's the first one. It's the model, really, of all other litanies, and it's one of the oldest. And this was first used in what was called the Procession in Seven Columns of St. Gregory the Great. We're talking back in the 6th century, also in the Procession of St. Mamertus. Never heard of that, but that's how far back it goes. Then the idea occurred of using litanies for public devotion, especially in cases of epidemics or when there was like a plague or a public calamity, they were sung and they were sung in penitential processions. So that's kind of the history behind litanies. There's also approved by the Catholic Church for public devotion, the Litany of the Holy Name of Jesus. This was written by Saints Bernardine of Siena and John Capistrano in the 15th century. You have the Litany of the Sacred Heart, which was by Pope Leo XIII in 1899. You have the Litany of the Most Precious Blood, which was by Pope John the 23rd in 1960. That's kind of a newer one. You have the Litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary, also known as the Litany of Loretto. That was from 1587. That's how far back that one goes. The Litany of St. Joseph became a use in 1909. And then the Litany of the Saints, as I said, was the first one. So those are the six that are approved. But there are others that are approved for private devotion, such as the Litany of the Blessed Sacrament, Google it. It's amazing. The Litany of the Passion. Google it. It's amazing. Today, what I want to encourage you to do is to just find a litany for your own personal devotion. Maybe 
write your own in adoration. You know, this is almost like writing poetry. It's just a long list of things that you want to maybe thank God for. Maybe make a litany of praise, all the things that you want to praise God for. Or a litany of gratitude. Thank you, Jesus, for. Thank you, Jesus, for. You're writing your own litany in a sense. Maybe you want to write a litany of hope. Whatever moves you. And then throughout this week, I'm going to share with you some beautiful litanies that have been written by friends of mine or that have been published that these are just another treasure of our Catholic faith. And I want to share with you the beauty of litanies. I knew this would be a week we would look forward to. And Patty, I am excited for what is in store on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Prayer Before a Crucifix Good and sweetest Jesus, before thy face I humbly kneel. And with the greatest fervor of spirit, I pray and beseech thee to fix deep in my heart lively sentiments of faith, hope, and charity, true sorrow for my sins, and a firm purpose of amendment, while I consider thy five most precious wounds, having before my eyes the words of David the prophet concerning thee, my Jesus. They have pierced my hands and my feet. They have numbered all my bones." Well, that is our show today, and a nice to close out with a little reflection on litanies there from Patty Schneier. I will tell you, I am very excited about uh, a lot of things this week on the show, in particular the different litanies that we are going to take a look at, as well as the, uh, the, the segments from Father Carlos Martins on exorcism. Those are going to be great. We've got some other wonderful things in store this week as well. So you'll just have to tune in for that and be sure to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast to find some great shows from days past and uh, catch up on some good spiritual insights there as well. By the way, have you checked out The Lives of the Saints with Tom Shrewsbury? Available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, It's one we have from us from our studios here at Covenant Network and great half-hour reflections on the lives of the saints. Be sure to check those out. Let's close our show out with a prayer today in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. Saint Joseph, terror of demons, Pray for us, our own guardian angels and patron saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, go out there and be holy today. There's a lot to accomplish this week, I'm sure, whether you're retired, working, a parent, a stay-at-home parent, a kid, uh, whoever you may be. God's calling you to live out your vocation this week, so let's get to it and let's ask for all the help we can get all of the grace we can get to live that out each and every day. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you so much for listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. And as the Blessed Mother told the children at Fatima, we'd like to remind you today, please do not forget, pray your rosary today. <laughs>